Hey everybody, I am Kamara McHale and welcome to episode number four of Conversations with Kamara, the podcast. Back in 2005, I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, acute anxiety disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. When I was diagnosed, like I say every time, I knew that I needed professional help. So the purpose of this podcast is to open the airwaves to have open and honest conversation about depression and anxiety. I'll go ahead and slide in my whole harmless. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a mental health professional. I am not a clinician. I'm just somebody who suffers from depression and I want to see if we can uh, create healthy dialogue and that is the purpose of this podcast. So with that being said, let's start the conversation. So I'm going to read paragraph on page 22, which is actually chapter 63, but as you all are learning, my book is in descending order, so chapter 63 is really like chapter 4. Okay, so I'm going to read just a little bit here. Um, It says, let me take you back to me and Kyle's humble beginnings. In June of 2010, when Kyle and I started dating and subsequently moved in together, the police knocked at my door at my new apartment once I left Landon. So then there's a knock at my door. And then I'm like, you know, who is it? The deputy said HCSO, which is Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. Me, just a moment. And I'm thinking, what would the police want with me? I opened the door. Sure enough, there was a sheriff's deputy standing there. The deputy asked me if he could ask me a question or two. So the deputy said, I'm deputy so-and-so with the sheriff's office. So he said that they got a call that came in from one of our neighbors, a call that uh, came in as a complaint of concern. I said, okay. He then said, a woman said that she was walking down the sidewalk where your window is and saw someone. The deputy went on to say that she saw a black male touching himself inappropriately. I was like, what? Then the deputy said, a black male, approximately 5'10 or 5'11, medium complexion, muscular build. So I'm thinking, what on earth would somebody have called in the sheriff's office and have a deputy come to my door for the deputy to really describe my new boyfriend, uh, Kyle. I think that that was one of the things, well, I'm sure that I should have been like, what the crap, but because I moved from one relationship to the other, I didn't allow myself to get to know uh, him in the way of... um, like stuff that somebody would probably try to hide and and I I didn't do it and I know also in the back of my mind I was thinking you know he he can't be that bad and I really didn't you know I didn't want to be alone so what I was thinking when the when the deputy came to my apartment <clears throat> I could have been uh, nervous I really wasn't it was just a matter of fact of, you know, why is it a sheriff's deputy here? So, um, you know, it was a great concern when he uh, gave Kyle's identical description when he had never seen him before. And there was not one complaint. The complaint came in back to back. He said within a minute or two of each, of each other. So he had to come and, you know, find out, get a story from us or him of what actually was going on. Um, And I remember thinking that the accusations were so far-fetched. But in reality, I only knew that he was my friend's brother. 
I didn't know him outside of seeing him a little high and by over the past 13 years. So um, with that situation, you know, I kind of got through that. I asked him, he said, he told the sheriffs, no, you know, he didn't do anything uh, at all. He, yeah, he was standing at the window, but he didn't do anything. I was like, okay. So then I had another situation. Um, Once we moved into um, our home, uh, a single family home, my niece, uh, Skye, she was at uh, college at FIU in uh, Miami. And she said, auntie, I want to come and uh, stay with you for a couple weeks for, I don't know if it was spring break or summer break. So anyways, she came over to stay. She was all excited. You know, they had been to our home so many times before. Our home was where everybody pretty much uh, congregated with it. You know, beautiful home, swimming pool, um, a lake where my parents would go fishing. Everything was just beautiful and ideal there. And so everybody would come over. So once she told me that she wanted to, you know, come over and and stay for a while, I was fine. So um, I remember, I don't know if it was the next day that she came over the day after uh, Kyle had left for work and she told me, she said, I want to talk to you. And I was like, okay, you know, what's going on? She said, auntie, she said, I want to go home. And I was like, well, I said, why do you want to go home? She said, auntie, she said, I feel sorry for you. And I'm like, well, what would you be feeling sorry for me about? And she told me that Kyle had um, touched her inappropriately. And now think now my niece, Sky. Um, she, she was a grown up. She's very petite, but she's still a, a grown up. And she told me after we went back and forth of, try, you know, me trying to figure out what she was talking about. She told me that when I wasn't around in the house, that he was tickling her and that he was tickling her and wouldn't stop, even though she kept saying stop, it was uncomfortable. And like I said, my niece was about to graduate from college. She was 22 years old she was a grown woman so what would a grown man who's a husband to me be doing tickling a grown woman and wouldn't stop she was not she looked like a little girl but she was not he knew that she was you know she was a grown woman she she loved him but she was so uncomfortable um you know with with what happened and then another big I won't even say a red flag. It was a red boulder. Um, Before me and uh, Kyle moved into our home, once we left that apartment, um, we ended up uh, going to stay. I thought it was going to be like a month or two to uh, save some money up to go to, um, you know, be in our our single family home. So while we were there, um, you know, Kyle would go to work and I was full time with my business. So I would be um, at my friend's home. So she told, well, I I found out after we left, after like a week or two, my brother wrote a letter and he uh, addressed a letter to me and he told me, he said, uh, he said, I know it's going to, you're not going to believe it. He said, but Kyle was inappropriate to, um, you know, Melissa, which was his girlfriend. So my head is like spinning. I'm like. How could this possibly be? How how could that happen? What am I missing? And I'm telling you, even after all of that, I questioned him and he said, I don't know what you or they are talking about. He said, I didn't do anything. So just think of, you know, it's like, what does that say about me? 
all of these things were lining up and I literally, other than questioning them, I literally let it let it slide. I was like, you know, something's wrong with them. Um, he, he, you know, he's not that kind of person. Everybody really loved him, but I really didn't. I really didn't. I didn't know him. And hey, Kamar, just a quick question for you. Going through this process, uh, what was some of the stuff going through your mind at the time? Uh, you know, here it is, you have two different people dealing with this type of situation, mm-hmm. and you didn't really believe, you know, what was kind of happening at the time, right. or did maybe not want to believe, but, you know, walk us through some of that process and some of the, uh, just the struggle that you had to deal with. I think um, with me, I was thinking, this is not real. This is not going on. Maybe they just don't like me being with him. You know, it, it was like I had to talk myself into, um, I know I couldn't have made another bad choice. It was like, I am choosing these guys. And what is wrong with me that I'm choosing the wrong men? And I knew I didn't want to, I didn't want to give him up because none of that felt real to me at all. Um, there was um, something else I was going to uh, talk about also. Um, uh, between the time frame that Kyle and I first got together, when he moved into the apartment with me, um, I remember his. Um, I remember him being on his uh, cell phone. We were talking, uh, just the two of us in person in the apartment, and then his uh, cell phone rang. And I remember he kind of looked at the the number or whatever the person and let it go. So then it, it rang again. So I was like, just pick up the call. You know, you can go out on the patio if you want to. I'm still thinking, you know, I'm, this was before the the, um, the things about all of the accusations. So I remember he um, he answers the phone and he says, I could hear it's a man's voice. I'm not trying to eavesdrop. I mean, he's right there. So I hear a man's voice says uh, something like, man, you know, so-and-so is looking for you, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, no, nah, man, he said, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm good where I am. So I didn't know what he was talking about. I don't know if I was thinking the guy was saying, let's go hang out or whatever. And I didn't want Kyle to feel like I was going to smother him, you know, from the beginning, because I'm really, I like being with him or being with whoever I'm married to. Um, but um, I didn't want him to think that I would require all of his time. It's like we'd have our life together, just like me in London. We'd have our life together, and then we'd have our own friends that we did things with. We weren't we weren't joined at the hip by you know any means. So, anyways, uh, he he finishes on the phone with his friend. So then he gets this text from his oldest sister. His oldest sister, I can't even I can't even go into um, how their family is. Um, you'll read it more in the book, but his family was just literally they were all grown, but it was like they were married to each other. And his oldest sister was literally a buddy, bully and she was older than me. So anyways, so his sister uh, sends him this text. He goes out um, on the patio. He's right there. Screenland and I, that's fine in the apartment. And then I found find out he tells me he wants to talk to me. I'm like, okay. So we sit down. Now, this is before all those accusations now. So we're sitting down, and I didn't know what he wanted to talk about. But I didn't think it was anything bad. I thought, you know, it was just something he wanted to, to bring up or whatever. So anyways, I found out from him that his sister was mad at him. because, And she was sending him a text to say that... Um, 
that uh, his daughter, who played um, basketball, I think she's like in maybe the seventh grade at that time, she played basketball and that she was mad that he had. Now, his sister is mad that he has slept with uh, the, the mother of one of the daughters on the basketball team from this junior high school. So I'm like, well, what, what you like? Why would she? That's none of her business or mine. That was before me. But the real matter of it was that he had gotten that woman pregnant and then met me as far as getting with me and wanted to be with me. So what happened with the child was that the lady ended up having a miscarriage. He when I asked him, I said, why would you why would you not want to be with her? Like, why would you just leave her high and dry? He was like, it was just a random woman, random sex. And I didn't want a life with her. I wanted a life with you. Now, surely I couldn't make him, you know, be with somebody. And that was supposedly, well, I guess it had to be before we got together. But at a certain point, what what does that say about me because at that time it it didn't stop me from ignoring the things that would even that were present day or that would come up and you know people will say like why would you put that on yourself think about it we're starting off I'm cheating on my husband even though I really consider it cheating but it really was on Landon to go and be in a relationship start a relationship with somebody before my marriage uh you know really ends and even with ending my first marriage um I left him it'll I'll talk in the book more about that in some of the podcasts but I left him in uh, like June 7th or 8th of 2010 I found my divorce at the end of twenty uh, June of twenty ten because with me there's no question I'm gonna I'm gonna marry I'm gonna marry I'm gonna divorce you I'm gonna divorce you so anyways I went from you know that relationship to another and I don't know if I got with him so fast because I started feeling so much better about myself um, I may talk about it later but I remember one of the things with my therapist once I did start seeing uh, Kyle I remember telling my therapist I was like. Oh my God, it's like the world is renewed to me. Um, why didn't I cheat before? I probably would have felt much better if I didn't feel by myself and not being able to reconnect with Landon. I really regret it, believe it or not, that I didn't cheat sooner because for some reason that boosted my ego and made me feel better. Does anybody have any questions? Kelly. Here's an interesting perspective, at least on my end, you know, coming through and seeing some of the, from a personal experience, you know, uh, when it comes to cheating and things of that nature, I mean, does it really actually make the person feel better in the end? Not in the end. Not at all. It, it, it didn't. I mean, cheating is one of those things that people continue to say, oh, go ahead and do these things. It's going to make you feel better. But in the end, it really doesn't do that for you. Yeah, it, it does. And, um, you know, and I know I wasn't supposed to be cheating before, but I guess I looked at I was in such a bad place when I found out, you know, about the pornography addiction and, you know, a lot of things. He wasn't pulling his weight that I talk about. Um, it was just, you know, literally when I tell you it wasn't even a thought to cheat, it wasn't even a thought. It wasn't like, yeah, it was a relief. And I'm like, 
Eureka, why didn't I do this before? And I know I'm not supposed to regret that, um, but I really do think that maybe if I had started cheating in like at least 2008, I might have ended up with a, a person who I actually, uh, you know, grow to new a little bit and then just leave a marriage and hop in. Oh, I'm going to leave him and then I'm going to, you know, get this uh, new guy and oh, yeah, I'm already moving out. Okay, he can move in with me. And then all of this stuff started piling on. So I really felt like I went from bad with London to worse because London was never accused of not one time any impropriety other than what I went through with him in our marriage and him feeling emasculating emasculated and losing his um losing his manhood you know you can't give a man his his manhood back all righty thank you everybody we're approaching that almost 20 minute mark and i'm trying to keep them between uh 20 and 25 minutes so thank you for joining joining us today please visit my website conversationswithkamara.com remember conversations is with a k so conversations with kamara k-a-m-a-r-a.com uh, some good news for you um, i'm offering two signed copies of my book kept my enemy closer the true story of my 14 year battle with depression so visit the site drop me a line at the contact page with your mailing address also you can drop your questions there and i am looking forward to hearing from you next time we're going to talk about the chapter 62 which is entitled wounded which is really the fourth chapter of the book because now you're understanding that my book is in descending order again thank you and please contact a mental health professional should you need to have an absolutely wonderful day